0: Welcome to Inside the Match, where Alex and Simone talk residency applications. We are two residents here to help you navigate the match. For each podcast, we'll bring new residents from various specialties and backgrounds to give advice. So today we are super excited to have Dr. Tenenbaum to talk with us all about the plastic surgery application process. So thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. So where are you an attending physician and what is your official position?
1: I am a plastic surgeon at WashU in St. Louis, Washington University in St. Louis, and I'm an associate professor as well as the director of aesthetic surgery, and I am the current program director of the residency program.
0: So we'd like to start our podcast with some rapid fire questions to learn a little bit more about you and your application to plastic surgery. So were you AOA? Yes, Were you gold humanism? Uh, I think so. Gosh, Simone, it's been a long time. (laughs) And do you have like any funny interview stories of your own or deficiencies in your application that you'd like to share? I think um, even though it's been a long
1: time for me, plastic surgery has always been very competitive. And so, you know, my application, I always felt like, you know, it could have been better. I could have had more research. My board score could have been higher, all of those sorts of things. Obviously it all worked out okay for me, but I think, you know, I think every applicant feels like it could be better and it's kind of a scary process.
0: Certainly. And like speaking of plastic surgery in general, you describe how competitive it is. And a lot of applicants are so nervous about it. So can you describe what makes a competitive plastic surgery applicant when you're going through all of the applications you receive in the fall? Sure. It's, it's
1: multifactorial. You know, we're looking at your medical school, kind of the caliber of the medical school. We're looking at, currently we look at grades if, you're, if your school has grades. I think it's really important that the applicant made an honors in plastic surgery for sure. And then we're also often looking at, you know, did they have an honors in surgery, medicine, kind of some of the bigger rotations. Board scores, we all know step one scores are going away here coming up. Classically, those have Also, made a big difference, I think, in an application. And then we're looking at research, publications, presentations, we're looking at extra activities. So including kind of activities that were done in college. So for example, if, if somebody was involved really heavily in something impressive, even in college, I think that that makes a difference in their application. So in general, we're kind of looking at leadership skills and opportunities. We're looking at humanism and sort of altruism and kind of that element of giving back. And then all of the standard things like grades, research scores, et cetera. And then extremely important in plastic surgery, and I would assume others are letters of recommendation that are glowing, but they come from people we know. And so, you know, it is important to get letters from people who know you really well, but in plastic surgery, it's such a small community, That letter is going to mean a lot more if it's written by somebody that I know pretty well and I really trust their judgment. And so kind of other academic centers and classically away rotations and things like that have been really important in plastic surgery. This last year has sort of changed that a bit. So it will be interesting to see moving forward, uh, you know, how that continues to evolve.
0: And there are so many parts to an application like you described. But one component of the ERAS application that you can make your own is a personal statement. So I'm wondering if you have any topics that you would recommend for someone to discuss in their personal statement.
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I don't usually think a personal statement makes or breaks an application. And I usually advise medical students not to stress about it too terribly much. You know, in general, a personal statement can hurt you if it's like really out there. But I don't know that a personal statement Truly, truly helps an applicant terribly unless that applicant really has a pretty incredible, unique story. So my advice usually on the personal statement is to tell a story. Don't try to be overly creative or overly, um, uh, you know, crazy with it. But tells a story of kind of your dedication to plastic surgery in the sense that you know, kind of tell me, tell me that you're interested in plastic surgery. Show to me kind of that you have the ability to to make an educated decision and you have the ability to make a commitment and see something through and that you're a finisher. I think that if you do that then that is really all that you need to do. You, again, if you have a terribly unique story then 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 by all means tell it, but if you if you don't, that's okay. You know, again, the personal statement rarely makes or breaks an applicant.
0: That's excellent to think about because it takes a lot of pressure off of that personal statement and it makes you recognize that there are so many other aspects of your application where you can really shine. And Absolutely. You know, There are so many different plastic surgery programs. You mentioned that it is a small field, although there are a lot of programs that an applicant can apply to. And I'm curious when you're, you know, applying to all these programs, what are some ways that you can show specific interest in a program, especially if you want to be in a certain region or area of the country? So I think away rotations classically are the way to do that. Um, Prior
1: to the pandemic, students would typically do a handful of away rotations. I would say up to four, not everyone did four, but up to four. And I think it's important to check out the programs that you actually are Really interested in. The other strategy with away rotations, like you mentioned, would be sort of a geographic area. However, I think sometimes that can backfire in a field like plastic surgery because, let's say, you know, again, it's very competitive. So you may want to be in New York, but if you have lived your whole life in New York, and then you've only done away rotations in New York and sort of the, the Northeast. And then you're going to interview all over the country. You know, as somebody who is in St. Louis at a very competitive program, I'm going to look at your application and go, "Uh, this student doesn't want to leave the East coast. I'm not sure that I'm going to necessarily bank on this student. And I think that can make a difference. And so in some ways, you may want to spread that out a little bit so that you don't get sort of pigeonholed into into programs thinking that you're not open to going other places.
0: That's really helpful to make sure to look at not only where you want to go in your specific region, but expand that out to different regions of the country. And, you know, during an away rotation, we all struggle with figuring out how to shine. And I'm wondering if you have any tips for applicants to be on their A game during a rotation or any resources that might help them out when preparing for cases in the operating room?
1: Yes, I think that that's really important. My advice usually is that I think it's really important to have the residents on that rotation be really sort of your best advocates. So what I mean by that is I think a lot of students want to put a lot of emphasis into making sure that the attendings or the chief or the program director really notice them and they spend a lot of time with them and impress them. And I can tell you that as a program director, I care a lot less about whether or not a student spends much time with me. I care what my residents say about that student. And so I think it's really important to focus on being a really great team member making the residents lives easier in some way. So helping a lot with rounds, helping a lot with consults. Um, And then in the operating room, I think that as a student, it can be really challenging to know what to read. I think in a field like plastic surgery, you can never go wrong with anatomy. Um, I think anatomy are always great questions for students. You know, I certainly don't expect students to know the latest data on, you know, a certain procedure necessarily. I mean, if they do, that's crazy impressive, but- You know, being able to kind of quiz them on anatomy or things like that is always a sort of a pertinent place to start. So you can never go wrong with anatomy.
0: And what I really love about what you said is that you really value what your residents say about the students, because that's truly what matters. If someone can really be themselves around not only the attending, but the resident too. And what I've noticed from everything I've heard about your residents is they respect you in so many ways. It is so wonderful to hear that you respect what they say and what they care about when it comes to applicants that are applying to your own program. Absolutely. I mean, the
1: residents really live and breathe our program and they're the culture and the fabric of the program. And so if a student fits in or doesn't quite fit in, I think that's really important, you know, and, and, and residents get it right. Like they know, they know kind of who fits in with the culture, but they also sort of understand who is going to make a great surgical resident versus somebody who might not make a great surgical resident. And so, you know, whereas an attending, I think it can be easy to try and impress an attending for a case or a half a day or something along those lines, the residents really get a, a different picture.
0: And another part of this entire interview process is the actual day that you get to ask questions to the faculty or the chair or residents. And I'm curious if you have any ways for plastic surgery applicants to prepare for that exciting day during this journey.
1: Yeah. You know what? Look at the website. I'm I'm sort of you know it sounds simple but it's but not every student does that so look at the website read about the faculty, you know, read their bios, kind of have a, have a brief idea of their clinical interests and their research interests, read about the residents. So I know on our website, we have a page where you can click on the different residents and kind of see their CV and that sort of thing. So I think that it's always nice to kind of have that background going in. So you don't ask obvious questions like, oh, are, who's the program director or, you know, those kinds of things. And and sometimes those types of questions (laughs) do get asked and it's like, oh, Maybe they don't care as much about this program because they haven't done a little bit of background research. Nowadays, you know, I think kind of perusing the Instagram pages, most programs have Instagram as well as their website. I think that can give you a nice feel for the culture of the program as well. You know, and asking questions that point to specific things about the program is helpful as well as, you know, the area and and living and different, different aspects of living in that area or that city, I think can also be insightful.
0: And not only learning about a program through their Instagram or their Twitter page, but you can also find faculty, including program directors like you, as well as chairs and residents on Instagram. And what I've noticed is that there is so much information in regards to programs on these social media sites, but there are some applicants who may not have a plastic surgery residency program at their medical school. And I'm curious if you have any ideas for them in regards to reaching out for mentorship or even research opportunities. I think that's really critical. The the students who don't have a plastic surgery program and therefore
1: don't have mentors at their home institutions, there's no question they're at a disadvantage because plastic surgery is small. And so having strong mentorship is one of the most critical factors in successfully matching in plastic surgery. So I recommend that those students reach out early, early on in their medical school careers to try to get involved, With, you know, say a summer research project or something along those lines, try to spend some time even early on. Now that conferences are often also on Zoom, I think it will become a little easier for students to ask to sit in on conferences here and there. And then, of course, do an away rotation if you're interested in the program. By the time you do away rotations, it can be, I would say, almost a little late to just be making first kind of relationships unless you have some other relationships already formed. So for example, if you don't have a home program, you don't want to wait until fourth year sub eyes To be meeting plastics, you know, potential plastic surgery mentors for the very first time. That's a bit late in the game. You want to try to reach out first year, second year, start making those connections, you know, going to national meetings, trying to make connections through the medical student avenues of our national societies so that you can get plugged in with some faculty members at other schools to help that. We do in plastic surgery, we do kind of have a list of medical schools that don't have home programs. And then we have sort of suggested kind of sister programs, if you will, that students at that school can know that they can kind of reach out to those programs to try to get those relationships going.
0: That is such an awesome way to connect with people in the field. And like you said, it is a small field. So even if one person doesn't have an opportunity available for you, they might be able to connect with you with another faculty at another institution to be able to find an opportunity. So reaching out and meeting other people is key. Absolutely. And you've provided us so many ways in which we can enhance our application to plastic surgery. And I'm wondering if you have any other ideas about this entire application or residency interview process for plastic surgery applicants. You know, make yourself as competitive as possible. That's never going to hurt you.
1: You know, the way you look on paper, unfortunately, or fortunately does matter. I think showing a track record of completion, dedication, you know, I, I use the word finisher. I think that's really important, you know, showing that you can take a project or an idea from beginning to end is is really critical and then find a way to communicate that story. Mentorship, as I mentioned, is critical. So those relationships, you know, we already talked about a few ways to try to, to try to build those relationships, whether it's your home institution or somewhere else. And then reaching out early to try to also just make those human connections. You know, sometimes, you know, a social media connection can turn into, you know, coffee at a national meeting or something along those lines. And that really can go a long way.
0: Yes, totally agree. Never underestimate the power of social media and what it can do to build those connections, but recognize that one tweet or one meeting is not going to lead to a position at a program, but it can lead to the opportunity for mentorship over time. Yeah, absolutely. And you have shared with us lots of ways in which we can work on our applications, but now we want to learn a little bit more about you. So Dr. Tenenbaum, can you share a fun fact about yourself? Oh, I'm not that fun anymore. Um, (laughs) Well,
1: let's see. A fun fact about me. I recently broke my leg. So I'm rehabbing right now. But prior to that fracture, I would say I was a triathlete and I love to participate in triathlons. It's one of my favorite things.
0: That is really cool. Well, that's all the time we have today with Dr. Tenenbaum. Thanks for joining us at Inside the Match. Special thanks to Kevin McCloyd for the music and be sure to follow or subscribe to our podcast. Catch our next podcast to learn more application tips and you're from another awesome leader in medical education